This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, Rabotai. This week we're already in Parashat Bishalach. And these days of reading the Parashiyot of Yetziat Mitzrayim are days of Emuna. One Hasidish Rabbi, when he read Parashat Bo, that Shabbat he would say Hallel. Rav David Abu Chatzera from Nariya brings in his Tavim that uh, he, he, he would live Yetziat Mitzrayim. And the Mikubalim say that these are times that are very, very powerful that one could work on Inyani Kedusha. It's called the days of Shovavim. Shovavim stands for the parashat of Shmod Va'era, Bo Beshalach, Yitro, and Mishpatim. And it's times where a person has the ability to rise tremendous heights, especially in his uh, Kedusha, his, his Inyane Kedusha. Now, this is especially relevant in our days that we are in this bitter galut, and we're in a very interesting galut of America that has all types of funny ideas in the street compared to what, we are, to what our values are. It's so interesting, if you think about it, that the schut that we left Egypt was because we were separated from the Goyim. We spoke our language. We dressed our... We had our separate names and we dressed our clothing. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsi asks that it's interesting that in the time of the Gemara, they spoke Aramaic. They had Aramaic names. You ever thought about that? Even the names of the, of the months, the Ramban says, the Chodashim are Persian names. Right. Nisan, Iyar, Tishrei, they're not, they're not from the Torah. You see them in Megillat Esther, in Daniel, they're mentioned, but they're not Hebraic names. So why is it that in the time that we were supposed to be separated from the, non-Jew, from the non-Jews, we, on the contrary, we speak the language of the, of the, of the, of the non-Jews. So he says something fascinating. He, he already said this thesis many years ago, and I, it's accepted among most of the B'nai Torah, this, this idea. He says that the, when the Bet HaMikdash was destroyed, Hashem told B'nai Israel, you have to face a new reality, that you're going to be living in Galut. There's nothing to do about it. And they they resisted. They thought it was going to be temporary. Okay, the first Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. We'll build it again. Everything will be fine. Hashem told them, I'm bringing you back. I'm building a second Beit HaMikdash. But you should know it's temporary. And it's there in order to prepare you to eventually to be in Galut. And at the end of the second Beit HaMikdash, that's when the oral law was recorded. And that's when the Tanayim got Aramaic names, and they spoke Aramaic to prepare us that we're going to be in Galut. We're going to be in Galut. Okay, and now we're in Galut for many years. And we have to deal with the, 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 the craziness around us. Now on Friday, I met someone, and he tells me that he wants to give my drasha in the shul that week. I said, sure. What do you want to speak about? He says, I want to tell people about the dangers and the horrible influence that Instagram has on our lives. I said, okay, teach me. I'm not an 
Instagram follower or uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever used it in my life. So if you could explain to me what's the uh, what, what's, what's so bad, you know, there's a lot of social media, this, that, there's internet. He says, no, Rabbi, you don't understand. People post on Instagram about their beautiful life and the amazing stuff that's going on in their life. But they don't post when things are going hard. And if you like one thing, then that's it, you're finished. They keep on sending you exactly towards that and you get sucked into the abyss of thinking everything is great and you have to be like that person. And when things don't go your way, then, then it's a disaster. And I want to tell you something. One of the great Gedoli Ador that was in our generation that passed away, his name was Rav Shmuel Orbach. He was the son of Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Him and his wife were never zochet to have children. Rav Shmuel had many students. He had a tremendous ahavata Torah, a love of Torah. And he wrote a sefer when his wife passed away. It was heartbreaking for him. And he wrote a sefer called Oel Rachel on a very easy topic called Ohalot. It's one of the very difficult topics in Shas, Masechet Tahar, in, in Taharot, Masechet Ohalot. And he writes in his Agdama there something that's staggering. He says, he's, he, says he, he talks about his wife, Rachel, and her unbelievable tzitkut. And he says, no matter what type of hardships we have, she always was there with me. And he says, and when we would argue when we would argue and we would be agitated with each other, I would sit and learn and she would hear me learning. I would learn to calm myself down and she would hear that and she would calm me down as well. A student of Rabbi told me, says, you have no idea how much chizuk that gave me reading about a Godel Betorah that you think that you know, there can never be any arguments or never any fights. And here Shmuel is saying, yeah, I could have gotten into an argument and, and, and the love of Torah uh, was, was able to calm us down. Shmuel. And this is what you see, real gdolim. They don't have Instagram, not because, for many reasons, but they will not tell you only the rosy things in life. There are times that are also difficult. And you have to be able to deal with difficult times as well. So we're in the time of Shovavim now. One of the primary uh, 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 focuses that there should be in Shovavim is working on Shmirata and Naim. Not letting your eyes wander where they don't have to go. There's a phenomenal initiative called Vayima'in. I don't know even if you heard of it. It's these videos, inspiring videos that remind people to just watch where their eyes are going in, in a positive way, not like you're going to go to Gehenim and this and that. It doesn't work for nowadays. In a really positive way. And there was somebody that gave a message that I thought was very inspiring, and he said the following. Shmira Tainayim is not only about seeing immoral pictures. It's also about seeing things that are going to make you desire a lifestyle and think that it's necessary. It's going to make you think that this is not a luxury anymore. Going on a cruise and, and going to, to all these exotic places is something you have to do. It's Yeshiva week. Yeah, yeah, you have to go to Cancun. And if you don't spend $30,000 going to Cancun, so obviously uh, you're a Nebuch. 
that, that's, if you keep on looking at those sites and you actually start thinking that way, so you're in big trouble because it's going to take you a lot to make you happy. And if you don't have that, you're going to be miserable. Shmirat means don't look at places, despite the fact that it could be quote-unquote kosher, a kosher magazine, a kosher website, but don't look at things. And you're going to want the desire, and you're going to think that the desire is normal. That's what you have to be careful in. When a person starts having expectations, that's when it becomes dangerous. And that's why he wanted to give this drasha about Instagram. He wasn't there in the shul. But there's Instacart and Instagram. Instacart is a good thing. It makes you not have to go outside to see Shemir Tanaim. I'm talking about Instagram. Okay? Now, with, Insta, in, in, with, with, with the same subject that we are in Galut and we have to separate ourselves. Sometimes we have in our mind ideas that they have to happen and because of that, if they don't happen, we're just going to bulldoze over the next guy. So I want to tell you a story unrelated to what we were speaking about beforehand but on the same, on the, on the same uh, uh, thought process of a person thinking that things always have to go his way and you could really ruin your your you could really ruin your destiny because of that. You know, one of the big tzaddikim in Morocco, his name was Baba Meir, Meir Abu Chatzir. He was the son of Baba Sali, lived in Ashdod. People came to him for brachot all the time, and there was a young couple where they didn't have children for a while, and they went to the rav and they asked him for a bracha. Baba Meir looks at them. He says, "You're not, you're not able to have children." Because the one who performed your wedding was slighted at the wedding and you never asked him mechila. They were shocked. He went out and he said, what's going on over here? And he remembers the following. Who is the one who performed this wedding? Who is the Masader Kedushin? The great Rosh Hashiva, Rabdavrik Pavarsky. Rabbi David Pavarsky was already a Rav in Baranovich, where Rabbi Hanan Wasserman was a Rosh Hashiva. And then later he was, uh, he was later in, uh, in, um, in Panovich Yeshiva, one of the great Rosh Hashivas alongside with Rav Shach. He was an Anav and a Talmud Chacham. And he came to perform the wedding. And when they got to the wedding, one of the sides started, uh, started demanding that in the Ketubah they should add on this condition and that condition. And David Pavarsky said, listen, the ketubah is the ketubah. Our custom is not to add on all these things. We're, we're not doing that. So the, the mechutan got very cocky and he said, well, if that's the case, then maybe somebody else should perform the wedding. David Pavarsky was idle. He had fine midot. He says, that's not a problem. No worries. Somebody else could perform the wedding. I just can't change the ketubah. He walked out, got into his car. He was about to leave. The, the other mechutin was horrified. They saw what's going on. They ran after the Rosh Hashiva. They begged him, the Rosh Hashiva, ketubah's fine the way it is. Please come in. It's okay. And he performed the wedding. But he was slighted. This couple went to Reb David Pavarsky. And they begged him for mechila. They said, Reb David, you have no idea... We don't have children. And Babas Meir said that you were slighted. 
Rav David Pavarsky started crying. He said, why are you crying? He says, because of me, a, chi- a couple is not able to have children. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. I'm so sorry. Of course, Mechila, I would have never thought to have anything against you. Please accept my Mechila. A couple had children nine months later. That's the koach of, a, of being very careful. You have expectations and, and something gets in your way and a tzaddik or a rishishiv or a chashavarav might say something and you slight him and you embarrass him. You have to be very careful about that. You have to be very careful. So that would, that's, that's an amazing story. I, I thought that I would share that with you even though it's not exactly on the subject we're speaking about. It's something very inspiring. Okay, so that's what we have to work on this week. Get rid of our Instagram. Get rid of it. Don't even think about it. If you, I don't think any of you have it, but if, in case you do, get rid of it. And if it's part of your business, you have to have it, find an employee in India that'll manage it for you. Worth the money. Worth the money. All right? Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.